also know that you also written this in the report that you are fascinated by how Starbucks early start working with music branding in their coffee shops. Yeah, yeah. So explain for us uh, their successful music strategy and what did they do right and what can other brands learn from it? Oh yeah, Starbucks was, uh, I would say that Starbucks was very early on uh, with, uh, with uh, realizing how important music can be for your business. Uh, and um, it started, I've read a lot about Starbucks. I can talk about this for half an hour. I won't, <laughs> it's very interesting. No, but uh, their famous CEO, Howard Schultz, he actually, when he started his first coffee shops, uh, at that time, not even called Starbucks, there's some Italian name, I don't even remember. Uh, he was very, very much inspired by like espresso bars in, in Italy, in Milano and, and like that. So uh, and the, and the American customers really didn't like that one. They didn't really like espresso that much. They love latte and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. But what they really hated in his in his early coffee shop was the music. So he played opera, Italian opera, and they hated it. Uh, and he realized after a while that he couldn't continue playing Italian opera. So he started to play more classic music, um, which was better, but not maybe perfect. Uh, but then uh, when he expanded his business and had meant more and more coffee shops, he had one of his uh, sta- store managers, he's called, his name is Timothy Robbins. He had this background in the music industry and he started to kind of do his own experiments in his store, in his uh, coffee shop. Uh, and he, he really didn't like this classical music. It was like a tape, you know, it went on for one hour and then continued the same music over and over. You can still hear that today. Uh, it's Classical. frustrating for the employees. Uh, it actually kills the mood of the, of the staff. Uh, so it's not good at all. But, but what, he, what he did was that he started to experiment and uh, playing a lot of um, more like jazz music. So he played a lot of, uh, for instance, Ella Fitzgerald or, or Billie Holiday. Um, and pe- he, he realized that... Uh, uh, the customers were starting coming up to the counter and asking, what kind of music are you playing? They stayed for a much longer time in, the, in his coffee shop. And of course, when they stayed longer, they had, they, had, they had more coffee and more desserts and more snacks and everything. So, so his revenues, they just increased. Uh, and the headquarter, they realized that he's doing something right, this, this guy. <laughs> uh, and they're starting to implement his music strategy around uh, all their coffee shops. And they also started to experiment with not just playing like Ed LaFisiera or Bill Holiday by playing like um, similar music that was less popular, that was less well-known. So for instance, to play like Madeleine Poirot or someone else that was not even known at that time, uh, that much in the US at least. Uh, and uh, it, it was just a success story. Uh, and music has, I think, since then been a, an important part of their business. Yeah. And, and what about the, the other brands of learnings? I, I would probably say, I hear you say it all the time, experiment, experiment. Uh, that's very important. You need, to, you need to experiment. You need to, if you have a store or a restaurant or whatever, you can actually conduct your own exper- experiments. So you just try to, to if, if you have some music that you really think that this is the music that I want to play, um, maybe have two different kinds of playlists, different tempo, whatever you want to try, you can actually randomize and, and, and try to play it on different times during the day or whatever, and then just collect the data and see what happens uh, and see if you, you have something there. And you, 
you probably will see that, yeah, uh, music can influence the business, but you have to experiment because it's hard to tell uh, what works and what won't work. Yeah, and it's and it's also very context dependent, depending on what kind of business you have. And for me, this is very close to when I used to do events and when you're in clubs, right? Yeah. And then in different areas, let's say in Stockholm or London, you have the south, the west, the east. And, you know, people choose clubs based on the kind of music is playing. So they've created a brand around, okay, I want to be in the south or I want to be the west and then they, they bring in DJs and then, you know, it's, it's, it's testing all the time until they find that, you know, what works, what makes people like want to come in. Yeah. And it could be also the case that if you have a chain, for instance, and you have multiple locations in a, in a big city like New York or whatever, uh, maybe you should actually play different kind of music at different locations mm. because there are different okay. customers located close to that. So you have this um, uh, space that you have to consider. And I, I don't know any studies that have actually investigated that, but that's also a thrilling uh, thought that uh, if you're in Stockholm, you can have different soundtrack based on if you're at Söder, for instance, or even mm. uh, in the middle of Stockholm at, at Stureplan. So, uh, yeah. <laughs>